Hello, friends, to you who are called and all of you who are loved by God. Welcome to Daily Prayers. Have I got some exciting news for you today? The news is that there is much reason to be sad in this world today, in the incidents and the events of this world and the events of your own personal lives, but, but there is good hope. There is good reason to hope today. And we're going to talk about that in a few moments from uh, Oswald Chambers' uh, devotional for today. But welcome to Daily Prayers. I am Pastor Randall Friesen. It's Friday. Look at that. You made it through another week. Uh, I was like plus eight around here yesterday. And so things are melting quickly again. If we can forego a third winter, a third snowfall season of winter, that would be just fantastic. <laughs> but we'll see. It is the weekend. It's going into the weekend today, and I wonder what you're going to do for this weekend. Are you going to have some fun? Are you going to get out a little bit, maybe go for a walk if things continue to warm up? Uh, I'm partly getting ready for meetings I have to be at in Chicago next week. I'll tell you more about that next on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, so I'll be away for a couple days. But uh, I just checked the weather there, and it was plus 18 yesterday. And I'm like, what do I bring for plus 18? My parka may have to stay at home, which I'm okay with, but it storms there too in March, so I don't know. I'll worry about that later. I'm just, I got to get my head into the mental space for those meetings. They're going to be hard meetings, and I just, hey, this day in history is a weird one today. I picked it because of the name of the guy. This day in history, this gentleman passed away. He died in 1964, age 69. He was originally a child prodigy. Prod See, I am tired. He was originally a child prodigy, uh, later known for his work as a mathematician and as the founder of cybernetics. He came up with the word cybernetics, a term derived from the Greek word for steersman. And cybernetics is the science of communication and control, whether in living things or machines. His particular contribution was the study of how feedback mechanisms can give rise to intelligent behavior. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay, so the reason I picked this event in history, he passed away on this day in 1964, was because of his name. And it's an unfortunate name, but it kind of made me giggle a little bit. Norbert. Norbert! Can you believe that? Who names their kid Norbert? <laughs> Except there's a cartoon, right? That, that The parent of that cartoon guy did, Norbert. Now, the name Norbert is kind of, I don't, it's tough because you're given your last name, right? It, you don't pick it. So it's not about, it's not on him. I mean, it is on him or was on him, but it's not about his choices. But his name was Norbert Wiener, Norbert Wiener. So you think that Norbert was unfortunate enough of a name to choose? Well, except I suppose when he was born, what? Oh, he was born in uh, 1894. So maybe in 1894, Norbert was a regular, respectable name, one would hope. But his family name was Wiener. And I don't know what to do with that, except it caught my attention. <laughs> I thought, this poor guy. If he was alive, I would send up a prayer for him, but he's not. Sorry, that's all I got today. It's the end of the week. I was up a lot of the night. I got a lot of work to do today, so that's what I got for you. But God has something more for you today, for us, something that's going to be encouraging, and I want to leave with you. 
We're going to read today from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 6 to 10. And the passage that, that Oswald Chambers wants to draw our attention to is a passage about the, pri- the, the, servant, the servant's primary goal in life. Our, in relationship with God, our primary goal. And he wants to tell us about that from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 6 to 10. So let me read that to you. This is from the hand of Paul, remember? So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we're fully confident, and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. The Lord has promised his blessing to the reading of his word. And his blessing will come from this passage as well. He's got blessing for us. God has something for us. Randy doesn't have anything, but God, he has some things for us. First thing I notice in this passage There are conversations I've been having with people who are longing for home. They want to go home. They want to be at home. They want to find home. It's even with young people. They want to find home. And they wander looking for home. And here this passage comes and says, as long as we live here in these bodies, we're not at home. Longing for home is is a human condition. We may find places here in this world that will meet the need temporarily, will give a sense of satisfaction or peace in a home-related way. But as long as we live in these bodies, what we're searching for in terms of home is not accessible, is not easily reachable. Uh, Even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we're not at home with the Lord. And then later he says, uh, for then we will be at home with the Lord. Home is coming, friends. Home is one of those things that's coming to us. A better understanding of home. Now, God is able to give give us grace in the places we live in these days for these places to be a blessing for us and to be home for us temporarily. They never, they will never satisfy the deep longings of our hearts for home. There is one day coming, friends, when you who know Jesus, you who not walk with this God, will know home. You will be with the Lord. In his presence, you will be home. That other thing that happens down... Well, let me read, let me read the, the... Let me read his devotional first, and then we will. And this is something we do every Friday. We read some thoughtful words from older writers who have long since gone on to glory. Uh, the servant's primary goal. We make it our aim, it says. It requires a, a conscious decision and effort to keep our primary goal constantly in front of us. It means holding ourselves to the highest priority year in and year out, not making our first priority to win souls or to establish churches or to have revivals, but seeking only to be well-pleasing to him, to God. It is not a lack of spiritual experience that leads to failure, but a lack of working to keep our eyes focused and on the right goal. 
at least once a week, examine yourself before God to see if your life is measuring up to the standard he has for you. Paul was like a musician who gives no thought to no to audience approval if, only, if he can only catch a look of approval from his creator, his conductor. Any goal we have that diverts us, even to the slightest degree, from the central goal of being approved to God in 2 Timothy 2, may result, may result in our rejection from further service for him. When you discern where the goal leads, you will understand why it is so necessary to keep looking unto Jesus. Paul spoke of the importance of controlling his own body so that it would not take him in the wrong direction. He said, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest I myself should become disqualified. In 1 Corinthians 9, it says that. I must learn to relate everything to the primary goal, maintaining it without interruption. My worth to God publicly is measured by what I really am in my private life. Is my primary goal in life to please him and to be acceptable to him? Or is it something less, no matter how lofty it may sound? Oswald, again, challenges us, provokes us uh, thoughtfully, deeply. Is our primary goal in life, sometimes we make our primary goal to do something great for God, to be a great minister for God or do great service for God. That's not what the primary goal is. The primary goal, as he brings forward in this passage, we make it our aim to be well-pleasing to him, to maintain that connection, to maintain the inner life, the inner connection of life with him. And as we maintain that life, we, the, uh, we are, as we are connected to the vine, then life is produced in us by him. He is able to produce that life within us as we remain connected to him. It's desperately important that we maintain that, that inner life of connection, that priority. And don't be deceived. Don't tell yourself that being a great minister or whatever for God will take care of everything. It's the answer to everything. Friends, no. And in this passage, verse 10, just quickly, for we must all stand before Christ to be judged. Yes, but this isn't the judgment here of, of salvation because we aren't judged by works. Uh, our salvation is by faith in Jesus Christ not by our works, okay? So this is a different judgment. It's about what we do after we are saved, after we walk with God and walk with him. We will all stand before Christ and be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. If you long for home as long as I have, here's a passage for you, friends. Walk in it today. Hold it close. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that home is reachable, but it's only reachable with you. I pray for all of us today that our sense of home might come from our relationship with you temporarily here, Lord, until we can be in your presence. Oh, Heavenly Father, I pray for that day, for, for, for all of us to be able to look forward to that day, to be with you and to be home, and that you would remind us of the important things in life, to focus on the important things, which is our relationship with you, not the things we do for you, we want to walk with you. We want to be known by you. We want to please you. That, we want that to be our primary goal, that we would please your heart, Father. Do that work in us today, I pray. And we pray as you taught us how to pray today. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, remember that Jesus loves you. And today, I want to remind you and welcome you and challenge you. Just open your hearts and receive his love for you. As I declare the blessing, the benediction. Friends, for now and for today, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, both this day and the days that are to follow. Amen. I do hope, my friends, my brothers and sisters, I do hope you have a good weekend. Try to get some rest in. Try to do something fun again. Uh, don't remember, don't forget to do those things, to take care of your inner person, your heart, your connection with God, and he will be close. Lord willing, we'll see you on the other side of this weekend for some more daily prayers. But for now, may God be close to you. Bye-bye.